Hey everyone and welcome to City Dad Podcast, uh, episode number five. Um, uh, I just wanted to introduce this one first because uh, uh, we first recorded this episode in November, the latter part of November, um, for a good reason you'll find out. Um, these are the guys from Movember and uh, through a variety of reasons, so backlogs of episodes uh, in our launch, launch schedule and of course Christmas, uh, we weren't able to release it until now. Um, but it's a hugely important subject. The guys are going to come on again, but we just feel uh, it's a fantastic charity, really important to, really important to, to men and dads all around the world. Um, so we give you the one about Movember. <laughs> recreating that theme tune. Just yeah, that that head bobbing is just just it's a bit odd. Never gonna get old, is it? <laughs> <laughs> right. Hey. So, welcome to the City Dad Podcast. This I'm Johan. This is getting slicker by the week. This is so slick now. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm I'm here with Ryan. How are you doing, Ryan? I'm good. I'm I'm here with Johan. Is this how we're going to introduce each other now? Yep. Okay. Hey, mate. All right. <laughs> uh, welcome to the City Dead podcast. Have you, did you just say that? Yeah. Okay, fine. We've covered that. I'm saying it. <laughs> Can we That's take that one off? Uh, yep. Yeah. Okay, so let's just. Did we say welcome to the podcast? I think we might have said that. Yeah. But in, in case we did it, welcome to the podcast. Yeah. Um, um, we've got a really, really exciting episode for you in this well, this I, week. I mean, maybe, maybe look. You don't have to say exciting because it's not, you know, it's it, it, it's not necessarily like, you know, we're, you know, it, 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 listen, we've had important subjects in the past, haven't we? Absolutely. You know, we had, uh, and sometimes, you know, we, we like shits and giggles, but sometimes we got to talk about serious man stuff. That's and, right. And that is, that is totally what's going on this week. Yeah. It doesn't, it actually, I don't think personally, it doesn't get more serious than what. No, what this is about. No, no, I I would agree with that, and it, and it, it's it's a subject that, um, uh, well, we'll go into it. One of our guests today, of which we had two, um, is a friend of mine, and he had a a pretty harrowing experience a number of years ago, and uh, he nearly died, but he lived to tell the tale, and um, and, uh, and this he's is telling his tale on this podcast, isn't and, he? And and this is something that can affect any of us. So, mm. you know. Um, uh, well, so you, without you, further ado, do, do you want to introduce? <laughs> yeah, so um, we've got Anne Power and Lawrence Van Loon from Movember. Yeah, and here is our interview. And and and, and just just to, just to top just, that, so Ant's Ant's part of the organisation. Lawrence is the face of Movember. Well, he pretty much worldwide. Face the child worldwide. Yeah, he's a good looking man though. Yeah. Um, so yeah, here we go. Uh, welcome to the City Dad Podcast. Um, uh, great to have you here. Yeah, lovely to be here too, man. That's cool. So we got, so we got, um, we got Ants. You're in, uh, you're in London tonight, aren't you? I am in London. Yes, I'm based in London. Uh, I live uh, just over here in East London with all the other hipsters. Yeah. Um, but yep, yeah, yep, yeah, in London tonight. And Lawrence, you're, you're, you're in Utrecht, aren't you? No, I, currently I'm in, uh, I'm in Windy the Hague. Oh, the Hague. Uh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Well, listen, both of you, thanks so much for coming on board. Um, uh, 
we, we, we vary our subjects a lot here. And I know this is, um, you both got very, very interesting stories to tell. And we think it's really, really important for our audience, which is obviously uh, predominantly male, uh, to hear about what you've got to say. It's, 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 it's your month, guys, isn't it, this month? So I wonder if we could start with you, Ant. Um, um, Movember's a, a movement that's grown rapidly over the last few years. And um, uh, you are, uh, I believe, one of the founders. So perhaps you could tell us a little bit about the journey you've had and, and how it all started off. Yeah, well, look, it's, uh, well, I, actually, I, just slight correction. I'm not one of the founders. I'm, uh, I'm one of the original 30 guys. My, oh, sorry. Uh, there's a couple of, there was a couple of my mates who, uh, well, four of my mates are uh, the, 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 the co-founders of Movember. We all, we all grew up uh, in Melbourne. Um, and a couple of my mates were having a conversation. Uh, we, all, we all grew up in skate and snowboard and surfing kind of culture. And uh, we're all heavily involved in that sort of fashion and Quicksilver and all those kind of brands and Volcom and all yeah. that sort of skate scene. And, and uh, it was Trav and Luke that were having a conversation uh, over a beer about how everything comes back into fashion. And, and the one thing that they could think of that hadn't come back into fashion was the moustache. And this was back in 2003 in Melbourne. And, um, you know, well, I'm showing my age a little bit, but uh, I was born in the, in the 70s, and uh, as all of us were. And back in the yeah. 70s, all of, our, all of our dads, in fact, my dad still has a moustache. All of our dads still have mows. Our sporting heroes all had moustaches. All these men that we looked up to. In our, like when we were younger, all had these amazing mustaches, you know, like Magnum and you know David Boone and even Ian Botham you know, and people like that, and they basically disappeared off the face of men's, off the face of men, and <laughs> and it was kind of this, it's like you know where the hell did they go? You know how how did this how did this thing disappear for, from being something that we all you know revered and, and thought was, you know something that was something to aspire to, and and in two thousand and three. In Melbourne, no one had a moustache. Certainly, no young guys had a moustache. And you've got to remember, this is before that whole ironic hipster movement with the beards and the moustaches and stuff like that. So, basically, the, uh, the the couple of beers ended up in a challenge of, as to uh, let's see who can grow the best moustache. Um, and in 2003, there was uh, 30 of us who got together uh, in a pub and decided we're going to grow moustaches for the month of November. Um, and uh, it was lucky who sort of went, oh, well, let's call it Movember, being Mo being the slang for moustache in Australia. So anyway, 30 of us got together in a pub and, and decided to, to, to try and bring the moustache back into fashion. So when it originally started in 2003, it wasn't a charity. It wasn't to raise funds for any, uh, for any cause. It was literally 30 of us getting together, acting like idiots and, and having a bit of fun. Uh, and that's kind of how it started. That's really cool. So how did you guys take sort of the step from having that bit of fun and connecting it with what, what has now become you know, the global phenomena that is November? Well, it's a, and I think this is the, I think for me personally, this is one of the most beautiful things about being a part of November, certainly since those, those early days, is what happened was in that first year in 2003, um, everyone, everyone basically disowned us. Uh, our, our friends wouldn't hang out with us. Our girlfriends at the time wouldn't touch us. But there was, no one got any love for that first 30 days. Um, and, and so it, it it literally became that we almost sort of hanging out as, as a posse. Like, if you wanted to, like, as you know, well, the rules, if you don't know, the rules of November are pretty simple. You've got a clean shave on the 1st of November and you can only grow a moustache. You can't grow a goatee and you can't grow a beard. So what happens is after about day seven, or we're now at day 13 and I still have a pretty lame moustache now, or sorry, day 17, um, what happens is that everyone looks like a bit of a freak. 
Yeah. So what, hap- what happened was that everyone disowned us, so we ended up hanging out in a big group of people. So if you want to leave your house and go for a beer, you bring all your mates. You and sure as hell better have your, your other ugly mates with you, yeah. Exactly. So, and what happened was we ended up hanging out in big posses and we ended up walking into pubs on like a Tuesday night with 12 of us with two-week moustaches looking like, you know, <laughs> creepy porn stars and all this nice. sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and then night. what happened was, yeah, so the first year we did it and then the next year when it came around again, it was uh, Trav's older brother who's one of the other co-founders, it was like, hey, guys, we're going to do this again. And everyone was kind of like, no, there's no way we're going to do this again. Please, no. No, yeah. no, one got, no one got any love. It was terrible. It was horrible. Um, and then it was kind of Adam that said, well, look, if we can legitimise this, we can get away with doing this every year. So we took a lot of inspiration from um, all, all of our – obviously, we all went to school together, so all of our mums are, are closely, you know, big group of friends and – they were very heavily involved in pink ribbon and breast cancer fundraisers and stuff like that. And there was nothing for men. So it was kind of in 2004 that Adam and Trav and JC and Lucky sort of went, well, look, let's do something for men's health and let's raise some money for men because there wasn't anything like that happening in Australia. And and, that, and then no one can make fun of us because we're doing something good. And that was kind of the first year that we decided to uh, to yeah, to link it to, to, to men's health. And so, what was the what was the the challenge? What what, what was what was the uh, what was the greatest challenge in that early period? Presumably, it wasn't all plain sailing, was it? Oh no, I don't think so at all. And look, you know, you'd have, I think that you know, I, I can't speak for for my four mates, the, the co-founders there, but I, you know, certainly I know all the inside stories. And you know, I know in in two thousand and four, I think when when they were kind of looking for a cause to to actually link it to, I think it was Trab that was watching. TV at late, you know, late at night on a Saturday night and saw an ad for prostate cancer. And, you know, if you're over 65, you should go and get checked and, and all this sort of stuff. And it, and it was kind of him, I think, that brought it to the table with the other boys and was like, we should raise money for prostate cancer. It kills you know, 2,500 men in Australia. It's one of the biggest cancer killers uh, of men in Australia. And, and I don't think any of us know those guys, and I certainly speak for most of the other guys in those early years, None of us had heard of prostate cancer. We didn't know what it was. My father didn't know what prostate cancer was. It was literally this unknown killer of men. Uh, there wasn't any research going into it. There wasn't any funding going into it. Um, and I think that's kind of when prostate cancer became our main cause. And then, you know, I think in 2004, I think Adam, I'm fairly certain Adam met with the, the chairman of uh, the Prostate Cancer Association of Australia. And, and even he, when Adam, you know, pitched the idea of, we're going to get guys to grow moustaches. We're going to get people to sponsor them. We're going to have a big dress-up party, costume party at the end and get, you know, give out awards for the best and worst moustache. I think even he was kind of like, uh, this sounds pretty strange. You know, we can't be a part of it. So, so yeah, I think, you know, the, certainly the guys and, and, and everyone involved with Movember has certainly jumped through some hoops over the last, certainly in those early years. But, um, but I think it was pretty evident, you know, it's... Uh, I think globally, you know, men's health is it's, it's something that everyone knows needs to be addressed. And I think, yeah, I think it was a, it was a, a, a great moment and a great idea that came that, that just fitted the, fitted the gap, I think. So. But, we're not, but as, as men, we're not the best at promoting ourselves or, or, or shouting from the rooftops about, about issues that are sometimes a little bit sensitive. Um, was, did, did you find that a challenge? Oh, look, I think... I think it is it is still a challenge. Like even I mean we've been around since two thousand and three and I think currently on average men die about six years younger than women globally. Um, and, and there's no genetic reason for that. It's because we don't look after ourselves as much. I think women have a culture of of, of, 
of talking to their girlfriends and their mums and their GPs throughout their life with their health and their bodies and stuff like that. Whereas men, we really have a this head in the sand approach to our health, and and you know we we don't share our problems. We don't, uh, and, and when there is something wrong, we're very very late to present. We tend to literally sit on it, um, and you know, and quite often, you know, certainly with things like prostate cancer, uh, which is a which is a generally an older man's disease. It, it, you know, guys go to the doctor too late, and when there is something wrong, we don't. We don't speak up about it. We don't have this culture of, of sharing our uh, of sharing our problems and and whether it be mentally or physically, and uh, you know I think we're suffering for it obviously with the statistics. Yeah, so. Absolutely, I think it's changing a little bit though. Are we are we getting better at it a little bit? I don't know. I read something quite recently that still says says men are really really bad at saying when they've got like health issues. Yeah, you, f- you feel like a complete lightweight when you're going to the docs, don't you? No, I think I think you're right, but and uh, you know I, I think. You just said there as well. I think we're getting better. There's no doubt about it. You know, I think uh, you know that's one of the. I think personally for myself, one of the proud things I have about November is that you know, growing a mustache for 30 days, you know, shaving down and growing that four-week mustache is a conversation starter. And through starting conversations is what gets men to think, act, and talk, and and more importantly, sort of recognise the the real health risks that they face. Um, so yes, I think we're definitely getting better at it. You know, I mean. Yeah. But, but the statistics still stand that, you know, we are still dying younger and, and we still need to, there's a, we've come a long way, but there's still a hell of a long way to go uh, with men's health. I think not just uh, with the way we treat our health, but certainly with the, with the health systems as well. And, and, you know, getting recognition for, you know, for, just for men in, in general, you know, I think we, we, we do have that kind of psyche of, you know, that we need to be strong and showing weakness and showing being ill or being, you know, depressed or any of this sort of stuff is seen, unfortunately, unfortunately, it's seen as being, you know, I think a lot of men feel like they're, they're showing a weakness and that, yeah. I think, is what November's trying to address. Yeah, and I think I think you guys are doing a brilliant job. I mean, like, November's reached such a stage where, like, it's got such awareness and, like, as you mentioned, like, it being a conversation starter, I think, I think you guys are doing a brilliant job. Um, so... I think on behalf of us, thanks. Yeah, man, it's it's, a, it's, it's great work. We're 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 going to really um, uh, spoke about this earlier on. We th- we think it's awesome, and certainly um, talking to you about how we can get involved and really push it out next year. Um, I, th- I think it's uh, I think it's 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 great work. And if only there were more organisations that represented men in this way, we'd probably all be, we'd probably be all be better at it, wouldn't we? Let's be honest. Um, oh, well, I think we're getting there. You know, it's it's. it's I think, like, I think you just said before that, that you know that we are more aware now, and you know, guys are, are starting to take more respect. Awesome. Um, if it's all right with you, Anne, I just want to have a quick chat with Lawrence. Um, uh, how you doing, mate? You all right? Yeah, man. All, all good down here. Yeah. That's, that's wicked. Well, I've known you for for a little while, haven't I? And um, uh, we've we've been out and partied a little bit and had some fun. Um, but when I first met you, you were so happy-go-lucky. I couldn't quite believe when I found out your story uh, that it mm-hmm. happened. And I, I think, I think those those that have known you or ever spent uh, any time with you. When I had a little chat with Ant earlier on, we were we wouldn't want to do it in front of you because it was blowing your trumpet a little bit. But you know, um, uh, you've got quite a story to tell. If if you wouldn't mind, uh, give us a little overview of your experience. Mm-hmm. Well. Uh First and foremost, I'm a I'm a I'm a happy uh, survivor of yeah some, something that uh, 
came into my life when I was 26 and I just uh, finished my international hospitality school in the in, in the in the Hague hotel school yeah. uh, and I just actually I did, I did an internship in London where I had a lot of fun then went with my girlfriend to to the Austrian Alps to run a hotel for half a year and then uh, you know to start up my life in a professional career and in the hospitality traveling the world and then things actually uh went yeah went uh went downhill very quick like me and my girlfriend decided to split up after five years and in that same week i was diagnosed with uh testicular cancer uh which i yeah went to the doctor for two times prior and um uh, they sent me away saying well it's, it's nothing uh, there's, there's nothing going on uh, but then when I came to the hospital for uh, for actual echo uh, they found out there was a yeah there was a cars carcinome and uh, that meant I uh, yeah I was diagnosed with cancer and then I was yeah I had surgery within an hour and a half actually from the time that I was notified so it 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 was okay. Uh, you need to go to uh, pre-med, uh, pre-operation, anesthetics, and uh, they, you know, you just had heard the verdict, and they say, okay, is there anybody you need to call or anybody Shit. you need to follow? Shit. And then an, an hour, an hour and a half later, I had surgery. So for one, it was really good that it went so fast. Yeah, but you, the, you had no time the, to think about it, did you? <laughs> No, and I was still living with my ex-girlfriend because, you know, we couldn't split up in that. They, like, we decided a week ago, like, okay, this is not going to work out. So I just, I, the one that I was calling was my ex-girlfriend because she was still the closest to me, which felt really weird. Yeah, you know? right. Because we had broken up and we've been together for five years. How did she, how did um, she react to that? Uh, yeah, she, I mean, she started crying on the phone and yeah. she was really upset. <laughs> She's thinking, fuck uh, you, that's some excuse. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's what happened and then um you go into surgery and pff, all i remember from that day is like so i don't i don't want a full uh a full anesthetics because you know i don't want you to cut off the wrong ball <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah and, right yeah. so i they put up a tent in front of you and start surgery but yeah you gotta you know those lights that they put on so, above you yeah. so you're under local you're not under general under local, uh, yeah, you're not you're not knocked out. You're under local anesthetic, not general yeah, yeah, anesthetic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the, they they give you the option. Really? You get, you get an what's that in English? Epidural. Epidural, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, which is the weirdest thing ever because you start losing the 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 feel from your underbody, right? <laughs> yeah. So you're, you're you're fighting against it, like. <laughs> yeah, where are you? Where is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so that's 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 where a lot of a lot of guy things go on, so <laughs> football and women are all down there. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, um, yeah, so, um, so I got into the surgery, and then I could actually, because you know, at the dentist, you have the same lights that they put in front of you, but they they have a reflection. So at some points, I could see, like you know, I could see actually what was kind of going down there. Oh no way! <laughs> yeah, because that's, that's not my idea of fun. <laughs> no. no. And I was I was not knocked out, so it was the very, yeah, that was the very clinical part of. Okay, and then after the, okay, and then the, after the surgery, you go to uh, some kind of room, and they give you uh, 
uh, what's that drug called that they give you uh, against the pain? Oh, it's, like codidromol like, or something like that. Yeah, well, it's it's, it's basically uh, opium, opium. Morphine. Oh, oh morphine. Oh, Sorry. Yeah, mor yeah. Mor morphine. Yeah. Oh, mor they gave they gave me uh, morphine with a little button to, you know. Yes. Through on yourself. And yeah. you get like when five it, milligrams every like 15 minutes or something, don't you? Or a milligram, wherever it is. I, yeah, I remember. You, you can click it yourself, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, you were was, so you were high as a kite, you were hammered. I really was, yeah. And then the, <laughs> the next day I thought, okay, I'll just get out of bed. Like I like I didn't really, it re didn't really sink into me. So I, I thought I'd just get out of bed. And uh, when I stepped down my bed, like I had two friends sitting at my know good friends of mine sitting in my room and like okay yeah well you know they they took it out and that should be it but i tried to get out of my bed but i couldn't stand on my leg because no. they you know they did all kinds of stuff down there and i had yeah. no more so i just yeah i just fell down and i climbed back into my bed and uh that, that was the hospital story yeah and then yeah from, from then on you you know you you got the diagnosis like shit i've got cancer and then they they put you in uh, under under uh, supervision, so you have to visit your doctor, and they they look at um two 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 body uh, what's that um uh, two hormones that you have. If you're lucky, you have those hormones, yeah. and they can use those as tumor markers. Oh, so yeah. they okay. So they can see like a deviation if like the zero point is like. Uh, Five percent or whatever, and whenever it grows, that that indicates that your um, you know something's wrong in your body. So if yeah. like you, your zero value is not zero, but uh, five point oh, yeah, because it's 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 a body own hormone, and then um, and then after a while it starts accumulating because cancer is cumulative, so it goes from you know five to twenty five to whatever. And therefore, especially if you're young, your your cells renew every time, really fast. Yeah. So then, uh, after a month and a half, I said, "Well, okay, uh, we're gonna make a body scan again," and then it spread out to my uh, my lungs, my kidney, and my aorta. And uh, so then it was, yeah. At that time, it was really it got really serious, and then I have to really jump in. Um. Uh, so yeah, then starts the. The whole chemo procedure, what to do, where to go. Um, so you have to, you know, uh, they they're gonna they test your hearing, your eyesight, your uh, lung capacity. Yeah. Uh, okay, and they they tell you to go and uh, you know bring bring some uh, good swimming kids to the bank. Because uh, if you want to have kids, they don't know if you're gonna be fertile afterwards. Yeah. So they, uh, yeah, they suggested I, you know, I go to the spirit bank for a delivery, which is, yeah, which is the weirdest. You, you, yeah. you know, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna get into chemo. Yeah. And right before, you have to go into this little room, <laughs> some magazine, some, some in a, in a hospital. Yeah. And then actually, you know, you have to, you know, go and deliver. Yeah. Yeah, it, and. Uh, I could actually hear the the doctors in the hallway discussing operations, and it was that's a real sexy personal moment there. I think it was my my worst ejaculation ever, but I still managed to get out eight, 18 million swimmers. So. Yeah, man, you get the job done, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, it, it wasn't. Yeah, it was a 
a bit of a mission. And then you go into the, get all these tests. And you go get into the hospital and they put you in an IV and then they give you, um, well, I was taken into the hospital eight weeks straight every time. And you get um, an epidural and they, they put in six liters of chemo. Which, six uh, liters? Six liters of chemotherapy and then 14... Lord. Yeah, 14 liters of stuff to clean it out. Yeah. With, uh, so I would, uh, I would vary 25 kilos almost in, uh, in body weight yeah. in certain periods, but you can imagine that. It's crazy. Well, there's, yeah, there's, there's, yeah, there's no sleeping because you're, you're pissing all day long. Yeah, right. You got, besides that, you drink water and you drink normal stuff and... Yeah, at at nights you have to piss all the time as well, and then yeah. you know you you got this IV in your arm, so every time you kind of fall asleep, you twist, it gets blocked, so it starts beeping, so you wake up again. Um, and it, the first the first period it went pretty well, but then after the second the second eight days, and then in between you have two weeks off because you're you're just you just completely nuked from inside. Your, your hair start, starting to fall out, you start to lose smell, vision, you get sores in your mouth, uh, your, your fingers hurt really much because it, it uh, touches the nerve endings of your fingers. Yeah, right. You're, you lose your skin, so if you hit something, it goes, you know, it, it easily starts bleeding, and you lay in the bed all the time, so everything starts hurting. And yeah. it's Yeah, so it's... It's, it's yeah, it's very unpleasant. It goes and goes, and then gradually you you feel yourself starting to deteriorate because you there's nothing you can do besides laying in your bed. Uh, just how, wait. How long was yeah. that? How long was that kind of period then? Uh, all in total is about a year and a half. Oh, yeah. Man. So it's not going away fast. This is this is there, and this is a this is a marathon, not a sprint, right? You know, you got you got to really grind this one out. Yeah, well, I see that they they've. They, they, and this is the good thing about Movember because they do so much research about how to target certain areas, and every year they, they, they gain. Um, yeah, they actually gain. Uh, how do you call it? Uh, new knowledge to yeah, to, sure. mm. to to target just certain areas, and they know so much more because all the fundings for the research, the research is so expensive. So, so they they find out like okay, first they go at it with ancient orange. Yeah. But then, uh, you know, then they might just need a bullet to shoot at the right, you know, just have a one-on-one -on -one shot. And this is this is how Movember uh, comes in and assists so well because, one, people check themselves beforehand and there's more knowledge about it, so people talk about it. Two, there is... Uh, the, the treatment plans get better, so the people in the hospital... Um, are not as much affected as they are because for me it meant okay like a year and a half after working uh you know uh, or just after just studying and just be, being graduated going into a paid job i mean the year before i didn't spend in the netherlands so i didn't have any uh history working yeah. so that meant i was not entitled to benefits so my insurance is paid but my daily life wasn't yeah right and still have my, my study um, 
uh, deficit that I have after my studies because I had to borrow money to go through college. Yeah, sure. uh, so uh, then after a year and a half, year and a half, I went into, uh, yeah, I, 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 then I was, you know, after a while I was declared, okay, it is, we, we, there's, there's no more sales growing, you're doing well, and a lot of shit happened in between, but I just take yeah. the, the sprint to the end. And, uh, but you start your, your working life being a wreck inside, yeah, no confidence, no uh, stamina, no nothing, uh, not even our own house. Um, and then you have 30,000 30, extra it minus. Yeah. yeah, you're ground zero minus a bit, yeah? And, and you're a little bit broken and there's a lot of repair work to get done. Yeah, and then you have to, but I was, but then I was high on life because I was fighting in, in, in the whole period in the hospital. You know, I had young people dying, people crying at night in the hospital, all these things. There's so many things that are like the details of, you know, of the, what happened. Like people are afraid, people are scared, people die. Um, so it is, yeah, it's super nasty. But once, you know, I got out of it and I just decided, okay, First thing I did is actually when I was a little bit, a uh, little bit fit, three months, two, 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 three months after I uh, went into um, to the Alps, hmm. and uh, I, I had a yeah good uh, understanding with uh, the company that I worked for, uh, running a, a chalet hotel, Cater Chalet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I just went there, like I just I wanted to go out there and. You know, do stuff, and then, and, and, you know, like I had my, a bit of my energy again, so I could cook and I could ski. I was in the mountain air. I just basically did what I loved so much because I, it was, it was still in in vain if it would come back. Yeah, absolutely. You got great. Yeah, you had to grab. You had to go and have some experiences again. Mm. So, 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 once, so once this kind of process, once you were kind of starting to come out of all this, what was the. Uh, uh, what was your, where was your head? What did did you did you want to get involved? How did you find out about Movember? Because obviously, uh, yeah. those those that are listening won't know entirely your involvement with it. So if you could explain how you got involved yeah, yeah, and yeah. then and then what you're up, what you're kind of how you're involved nowadays. Well, it it actually it it, it took quite a while to to get um, acquainted to to Movember, but um, uh, four years ago. Uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Terence Klaverweide, that, that I've known since I was 15, actually. Uh, he started with Movember because he wanted to do something good. Um, and he, and he, and he like you know, he likes to be uh, a bit silly as well. So he, uh, he started with it, and then uh, it was I was too late to. Uh, and he, he said like, "Hey, Lawrence, we're doing this for uh, prostate and testicular cancer and." So then uh, I said, next year I'm going to be on board. So we've now done it for the, the past uh, three years. And the first year, of course, because it's, my, uh, it's my, my own history, you know, I'm very much, uh, yeah, very much into the subject. And yeah. I, I really wanted to, uh, to make an effort to do something, uh, something about it. And uh, my, 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 brother, my brother went into the team, my friend and, and another friend. So we were four guys. And uh, we're really dedicated. We started making movies, pictures. Uh, we got a nice little, uh, a, a little movie about uh, how how it affects us all. It's like fifty seconds, but it's it's very clear. Like it's 
it in tiles, uh, paper, scissors, rock. Like it's a it's a lottery. Anybody can get it. You know, every one out of four gets it. Forty percent survives or fifty. We want it to be hundred. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, we did paper, scissors, rock twice until one guy remains. We took photos, but yeah. And then Movember started noticing us, and they said, "Like, ah, oh, you guys are doing good work. You're you're picking up the the campaign. You know, we like that." And um, yeah, we wanted to make a difference. But at that time, the guys from Movember didn't know uh, I was a survivor whatsoever. So uh, we we just got to meet uh, Ant Anthony, uh, the the country manager manager of the Netherlands, and um, we, we met and we started talking and we said we want to do cool stuff. We want to give it an extra podium with more pictures and movies and whatever. And then we met for a couple of beers and you know we we hit it off really well. Uh, Ant is a really cool guy. We're we're all non pretentious. Just we do what we like and we go after it. And then. Um, then uh, after uh, after a while, Anthony said, "Like, okay, well, we're looking for a quintessential Dutch poster boy, hey. guys. <laughs> yeah, like 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 a guy to be on 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 the poster, and that actually, you know, Lawrence, you are you are shockingly shockingly beautiful, man. He is. It, I, I second that notion. You are a beautiful, man, Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> but at that time, and you didn't know I I was a survivor, huh? Yes, I did. Yeah, I you, knew you were a survivor." Uh, I, th- I, th- I, th- I thought you didn't know. You didn't know yes, my no, story. Yes, no, definitely. No, no, I knew, I knew that well before that. I, I knew that the year before. But no, what it was is we were looking, it was the first year, that campaign, which was last year, was the Made in November campaign. Yeah, was yeah. The f- was the first time that uh, the, the crea- well, Trav Garoni, the, the guy who came up with the idea for November, runs yeah. a creative agency in Melbourne. Um, and he does all the creative for November and has done since 2003. So every year is creative that changes and we reskin it. 2014, last year, was the first year that we went, well, let's go and find, you know, because for, for 11 years we've been taking photos of Aussie guys, you know, in, in the sun with T-shirts on and all this stuff, and it doesn't really translate to Europe. So last year was the first year Trav and the creative team were like, well, let's go and find some local Mobros to put in the posters so that, you know, in Finland the guy in the poster looks like he's from Finland and the guy in Hong Kong looks like he's from Hong Kong. Yeah. <laughs> so when it came to going to the Netherlands, Lawrence, you were my man. And that's you wear a Tashwell. You wear a Tashwell. Yeah, yeah. Right. and exactly. You wear a Tashwell. And yes, I knew you were a survivor, but you were, more importantly, you were a mate. And, uh, you know, and you definitely look Dutch. There's no doubt about that. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's how, that's how we got uh, Lawrence involved last year. And, and, and unbeknown to me at the time when we took those photos... Uh, in Amsterdam, we did a photo shoot with Lawrence and, and another, uh, well, a most sister, a girl who's been supporting Movember in, in Amsterdam for probably the last four or five years as well. Uh, that that actually, Lawrence and this girl Petra became our almost our global poster boy and poster girl of Movember. They got used on Facebook pages around the world. They're on posters in America. They're on billboards in Times Square. It was yeah, literally, mate, you're famous, mate. <laughs> Yeah, we'll share we'll share all that stuff. Um, obviously, in the show notes on the website, um, awesome. and so on and so forth. So we'll be we'll be trying to um, we'll be trying to get drum up some interest for sure. Yeah. And donations, of course. That's what. I, well, that's prim- that's obviously the objective of it all, isn't it? So, so well, what's yeah. what's the kind of campaigns that are going on? I mean, ha- uh, you know, presumably it's. Uh, uh, is the focus growing to different different countries, or is it consolidating in the countries you're already having impact in? What's what's the focus right now? Well, for us, 
I mean, our, we're, we're very uniquely placed. Movember's a, we're obviously we're a global organisation. Uh, we're a global foundation. We operate now since our beginnings in 2003 with 30 mates in a pub. We now operate in 21 countries officially around the world. Um, so since awesome. we've started, since we've started, we've had just over five million participants, uh, Mo Bros and Mo Sisters that have got involved and, and signed up at Movember.com. We've raised, uh, I think it's about 405 million pounds. Globally, uh, we're now oh. one of the biggest funders of men's health on the planet. Um, but for us, you know, our, our vision is, is still the same as it's been since pretty much 2004. And is that, you know, we, we want to have an everlasting impact on, on, you know, the face of men's health. We, we, we have one goal and, and our goal is pretty simple. We want men and boys to live longer, healthier and happier lives. So while we started out with prostate cancer, uh, as our main sort of cause that we were f raising funds for. We then moved into the world of testicular cancer as well because a lot of our market and a lot of people like Lawrence and, and me, obviously prostate cancer is generally an older older gentleman's disease, whereas prostate, uh, sorry, testicular cancer affects younger men. Uh, and now we also fund, we have two new causes uh, globally, which is men's mental health um, and in, in specific male depression and trying to address the, the amount of male suicides uh, currently I think currently at the moment there's about 530,000 male suicides a year globally, which is around about one a minute. Um, and, and I think 75, something like 75 percent of suicides are men. So there's something extremely wrong with the way men deal with depression and the way men deal with talking about those problems. So that's one of our new causes. Uh, and in, in addition to that, we also have a new cause now and a new program, uh, which is physical inactivity. Uh, so we're, yeah, we're trying to get people. It. Yeah, it's called Move. So we've got right. a new program called Move, which is creatively the first four letters of the word Movember. Yeah. But basically now you can sign up and grow a moustache um, and commit to move. Or if you're a Mo's sister, you don't obviously grow a moustache. But we want people to, to sign up to do 30, 30 exercises for 30 days. So, so, so 30, 30, 30 so, minutes of exercise for 30 days for Movember and get more physically active. So that means that potentially each November you would choose... Which at which element of November you're representing? So you, is that kind of how it work? How it work? No, so they're the four causes. So November now funds those four causes. Oh, I see. So you're just you'll just be so, you'll be acting on you'll you'll be fundraising for November, and then the then the revenue will be split amongst those those elements. Yes, it is. Except in, um, yes, that's pretty much it. I think in the bigger markets, I know in our more established markets like the Australia, the UK. And the US and Canada, because we've been there for a bit longer, and obviously they're slightly bigger markets than some of our, some of the the, the European markets that are just sort of starting out. I th look, I'm not sure. I'll have to go and check, but I, I think you can actually, if you're donating money, choose whether or not you want it to go to testicular cancer or prostate cancer research when you make a donation. I'd have to check that for you because I don't want to give you the wrong information. Um, but I know that we, if you're actually fundraising, that you can kind of direct the funds into to the area that you're most passionate about. But for us as an organisation, we are we're focused on one thing, and that's men living longer, healthier, and happier lives. And um, for us, you know, it's it's all those things: the mental health side of it, the physical health side of it, and prostate and testicular cancer, you know, two of the biggest killers of men. So, you know, it's 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 a yeah. We've got a simple cause, uh, and a simple vision, and Simple campaign. Exactly. Just don't, just yeah. don't shave your top lip for 30 days and <laughs> yeah. start a conversation. There are harder things in life, yeah. right? Um, there is. Well, we were thinking, because obviously we've got a lot of male listeners and like I think a lot of people are really interested in like, you know, 
it it all basically all of the causes you s- support start with diagnosis and so i mean if we and you know essentially it starts with self-diagnosis and we refer to people being really bad about discussing things earlier but what sort of thing if you're like at home checking yourself what would you suggest we look out for well that's a tough one because uh, you know i'm not a doctor but i think i think every man you know look i speak to myself as well you know and, and i mean i'm 43 so certainly not a spring chicken anymore though i like to think that i am but i, I think you, I, I think I, I think the key i think the key is is having those discussions you know if you've you got a girlfriend or a wife or or if you if you the, the main one is recognizing when something's wrong i think I think men are pretty strong in the fact that we know we know our own bodies, and, and I think and I, and I speak from experience as well. I know when there's been something wrong. I haven't gone, you know. I'm not talking like the flu or something, but I know that you know I've been a bit slow to to, to go to the de- the doctor or the dentist when, and we tend to sit on these problems. And I think you know, as far as self-diagnosis, I think the key is one, you know, visit the Mo- visit Movember.com and have a look at the kind of the general health tips. I think. One of the things we talk about is knowing your own numbers. You know, if, you've, if, if your father or your grandfather have had prostate cancer, I think you're two and a half times more likely to get yeah, prostate right. cancer. Yeah. Um, you know, if you and, and I think that works on a lot of other diseases, whether it be diabetes, uh, whether it be you know, testicular cancer as well. So I think the key is really understanding your family history and understanding your numbers. So, you know, talk to your dad or talk to your wife or talk to your girlfriend or talk to your GP about what these things are and, and, and what you should be aware of. Obviously, different diseases affect men at different ages, you know. Certainly for me at the age of 43 and how much I enjoy a beer, I've probably got to start looking at, you know, diabetes and, and you know, making sure that I'm not drinking too much and that I'm sort of balancing all that stuff out. But I think it's really just a matter of, for men, we want guys to be more aware of the, the health risks that they face. Uh, and I think, you know, that's what that conversation, by growing a moustache for Movember, that's what you do. You get together with your mates, you grow these moustaches, and you start to, you know, you, you, you tend to look, whenever you're involved in something, any campaign, whether it be for November or any, anything else, whenever you're involved in something and you're passionate about it and you're doing it, you tend to look into why you're doing it. And I think that's the beauty of November. By having a 30-day journey, we get guys to think about their health, maybe even, you know, if they haven't been to the doctor and... 10 years or something other, go and get a checkup, go and get tested for diabetes, go and get, you know, quit smoking, get more physically active, you know, cut down drinking, whatever it may be, but sort of start taking responsibility for our own health because ultimately, you know, it's up to us. And I think that's where we've kind of failed before. We, we In history, we have had this culture of neglect and a head in the sand approach to our health where we haven't opened up and we haven't talked about it. More importantly, we haven't really admitted to ourselves but these are the things that really affect us. So I, I, think, I think that's a really, really important element. Is you know, I'm 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 with you, Anthony. I'm 42 now, and I've got a little five-year-old who keeps me pretty busy. And uh, I was always uh, pretty active in sport, but smoking and drinking at the same time. And I, I finally knocked it on the head. And um, uh, oh, good. You know, you got You got You got to really. You know, I, I want to springboard into my 40s, almost get as fit as I can be in my life. And um, you know, this is this uh, this podcast is obviously is obviously called City Dad, and a, a large chunk of our audience will be dads or or aspiring dads, and uh, and this is you know we 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 got to take care of ourselves because it's not just about us. That's another element to it, isn't it? It's not just about us. It's the people around us that love us and they want us to. We've got a responsibility to them as well. You know. 
Exactly. You know, and like you just said there, you know, when you say, you know, that, that your listeners and, and the audience that are listening to this now as city dads and, and you know, aspiring dads and, 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 you know, I still feel like I'm 23. Unfortunately, yeah, I'm man, not, I know I'm 43, but anyway, I still feel like I'm 23, but that's exactly it. So, you know, what can we do together? I'll tell you what we can do. Let's, you know, let's all get together and let's start a City Dad Movember team. It's not too late to sign up and, and start a team. And, and certainly for next year, we can look at doing something together. And, we'll do you know, something really, decent, mate, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, let's really promote this together. And, you know, mate, I think it's, you know, it's, it's a, I don't know, it's hard, it's hard to explain. It, you know, the, the thing about Movember for me is that it, while it is a men's health charity and it's, it, it, it really is a movement, you know, it's a men's health movement. We are, we are you know, our... our tagline is that we're changing the face of men's health and this is really how simple it is if we get enough people together we you know we worked out that we tried to work out a couple of years ago that that uh, you know i think we've had you know the five million well we had i think a couple of years ago we had you know eight hundred thousand people participate in one november and we worked out that through the by growing a mustache for 30 days that you have you know 25 face-to-face conversations you have five Facebook uploads on average. You have an average, you know, five phone call conversations about your moustache. You have a couple of tweets. You have a couple of Instagram posts. So we worked out that each moustache basically starts over the course of 30 days about 2,000-odd conversations. Or you've reached 2,000-odd people with that moustache message that you're doing. When you multiply that by nearly a million people, you've got a couple of billion conversations happening around the world about men's health. And that is a movement. And that's what the beauty of Movember is, I think, is that, you know, we all know that we've got to look after ourselves a bit better. And and I think the great thing about guys is that we, we tend to do things shoulder to shoulder. You know, when women tend to have face-to-face conversations about their health and about things that are worrying them and, and so forth, men tend to talk shoulder to shoulder, whether it's watching the football, whether it be at the pub on a pint of beer, whether it be, you know, going for a hike, whether it be on the ski hill, whatever it may be. And I think that's the beauty. We, you know, we have this real strength in numbers that we have with men. And I think Movember really brings people together brilliantly. And I think we can, you know, if we can, the more people we can reach with that, the more people we can bring into that team, I think the, the more the more effect we're going to have. So, yeah, I think it's, uh, I, yeah, I it's would a like bright. To, I would like to add some stuff as well because I've been uh, uh, listening to, uh, to Anne. And, like, you know, sports has always been very important to me. And I've, I've done sports. I've always been... Working with uh, good food, nice food, uh, you know, cancer yeah, hit everything. You've got, you, you got a high-quality catering business, mate. <laughs> yeah, so, so, yeah, so, so every, you know, uh, cancer can, can affect everybody. And it's, it, 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 there doesn't necessarily have to be a cause. And guys are always about, you know, like, okay, like, okay, maybe I've, I've been too smoking or partying too hard. Uh, when something is going on, like, oh, shit, right, now I might be in trouble. But then the, the the first reaction is I'm just gonna lay off, have you drinking, smoking, whatever for a while. The guys are not the ones to talk about when something is you know you. It's, there's not a lot of mates that I went to like, dude, my my ball is fucking swollen. It hurts. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. It's no, a, you're right. It's true. And, and it's or do, do do you want to touch it? Like I don't yeah. feel sad. You know. Can you just check for me, honey? Yeah. 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 It's, so so it basically comes down to. Uh, Things like self self checking, uh, you know, your body tells you when something's wrong. Yeah. As much as your body tells you you need fat and uh, fluids after you had a hangover, 
you know, everybody recognizes that, or most guys. Um, your body also tells you something's wrong when it's wrong, and you gotta learn to listen to to these, you know, signals that your body is telling you. Um, and one of the insights that, that that being sick and and being in a hospital and you know seeing young people dying around you is a massive impact. But it also gave me. The, um, I was you know I was like twenty six. I was pretty. Uh, self-confident. I was like, okay, this is my time. I'm you, gonna felt, you felt bulletproof. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to conquer the world. I'm going to make a difference. I'm going to uh, like, you know, I'm, it, yeah, I'm going to go for it. But I, I've learned, yeah, I've learned to be humble as well. And then uh, humbleness and then and, and showing your, what we call weaknesses in a Western, Western society is actually a great asset. Strength, right. I Strength, you know, agree. like, talk about it and, and showing it and then getting into it that uh makes you makes you better and all the yeah uh and and therefore uh you know i'm 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 not happy but i also look at the for me like i, I look at the positive sides that that it brought brought to my life and uh, things things that i would really like to say as in i i was doing my push-ups with my uh uh you did? Um, oh, with sorry, my umpadur- I dropped out there. We lost so you for a want, second. You're back, mate. So yeah. So I just want to add something to that, and and you're absolutely right there, Lawrence. And and this is something that, well, I was I obviously I was in I was in Amsterdam uh, last Friday night at an event. Uh, Lawrence was there as well. And uh, you talk about that. You were just saying there before before I got cut off there, Lawrence, about opening up and, and talking about stuff. Uh, earlier in the year, I went through a pretty horrendous breakup. And, you know, I've, I've always been a pretty confident guy and, and certainly never been one to open up and certainly show weakness or show that it really affected me. But I've only known you for three years, Lawrence, and I think me and you at the uh, halfway through that night there, uh, you know, you put your arm around me and you're like, oh, you know, and you ask me some questions like how am I doing, if I need to talk, you know, that, that you were there for me and, you know, you're more than happy to listen to me and all this sort of stuff. That sort of stuff... For me, and I'm getting almost getting goosebumps now when when I repeat this. But that stuff, you know, I've only known you for three years, Lawrence, and obviously your story, and we're mates, and, and you're you know, obviously inspirational. I think to me, that sort of stuff doesn't normally happen, and and, and, and it's it's those simple conversations. And you know, I'm, I'm doing okay, but to have someone like you, Lawrence, that I only see you know once every few months or something when I'm back in Amsterdam, to have mm-hmm. a mate open up and go, hey, you know, you can talk to me, blah blah blah. Those are the things that I think is really, really special about Movember and certainly, the, well, certainly about our relationship as mates. But uh, that's, you know, that's what we need to encourage across the world. This, be- this, this, thing is for, this thing is also, it's, 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 it's cancer. And thank you very much because I, I see it as a big, big compliment. But um, what, what I learned and be, being, being in cancer, like I, I always thought I wanted to, I, I'm, I'm pretty self-supporting. I always wanted to do to solve my own problems, and then uh, when during my time, one of my best friends' girlfriend told me, uh, she said to me, "Like these are your friends. They love you. They want to talk to you. Maybe everybody's different, but they all want to help you. They want to be there for you. Um, sometimes it's all also good to give your friends a podium, and and be humble and talk to them, so they feel important in your life. And I I have this." I care for people, so whatever I see somebody in pain or somebody struggling, and everybody f- noticed these signals. It's not even just cancer or just 
uh, depressed or financial distress or whatever, you know, everybody's got their shit. And um, that's the cool thing about uh, something like Movember, is that they, 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 yeah, they, they, they come up with new stuff and they, they keep, keep on going and, yeah, uh, yeah, give a podium to, for guys, from, for guys' health. And uh, that's, that's something, that's something that's, that's quality. And then, um, yeah, it's uh, the, the whole sports thing. That's, that's something that I, that I approve of as well. Because I was saying earlier, during my chemos, I was, you know, I was doing my exercise in the hospital. And they were looking at me funny. I, was, I had my epidural, no, not my epidural, my IV in my arms doing push-ups and doing <laughs> squats. And they're like, what the hell? But it, even during your chemos or during whatever you do, it, it helped. And I got through it and it, it, it helped me break the, break the days. No, and, and and that's something that you sh- should be doing also to get rid of your um, your props and your your you know it gives you your happy juices. That's and, right. Uh, that's right. You don't get that gun show for free, do you, Lawrence? No, exactly. <laughs> and that's a it. Yeah, exactly. Well, listen, hey, look, guys. I, I wonder yeah. if I could ask. Um, um, uh, so 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 obviously we've we've spoken a lot about the experiences you guys have had and how you're involved. One of the things, obviously, we'll be looking to do as a result of this is to get our audience involved. It's like you say that it's not hard. It's 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 a fulfilling experience to get involved. How can our how can our listeners uh, get involved with Movember? Where where can they find you? Well, I think number one is to, to visit our website, Movember.com. Uh, obviously, we're in the UK. Certainly, for any listeners from outside of the UK, but yeah, Movember.com. It's the seventeenth of November. I've got a Pretty horrible two-week mustache at the moment. Nice. You could still probably sign up and grow one if you really wanted. And I know there's a lot of guys out there with beards. Shave your beard down into a mustache. Sign up at Movember.com now and spend the next two weeks getting getting a bit of money and and and, and asking people to donate whatever they can with it. You know, every every dollar or every pound helps. Um, and I think. Oh, I think we've lost Anthony. Are we, Lawrence? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I can fill in if yeah, you'd like. For us, it's participation. The, the, oh, the key. You're still there. Yeah, sorry. For, yeah, sorry, I'm back. Sorry. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, in, I'm halfway in a basement here in Shoreditch. But look, that, hey, for us, what we want your listeners to do is get involved. You know, sign up tomorrow. And even if you're not going to grow a moustache for this year because we're two weeks into the campaign, you can still probably grow one. You can still get involved. You can still probably raise 10 quid. That's still going to help our, our, our research. Now we fund prostate and testicular cancer research and, and men's mental health as well. So I think, you know, for us, let's get involved. And, and more importantly, if your listeners are, are listening and going, hey, it's a bit too late for this year, I've got, a, I've got something to do, I've got a wedding I've got to go to, I can't have a moustache or whatever bullshit excuse everyone comes up with, yeah. let's all get together around about September next year, let's get back on this podcast, let's get everyone together and let's do a city dad November team, and let's see how many people we can get involved, and let's see how much we, how much reach we can have, how many conversations we can start, and hopefully we can raise a bit of money as well. I love it. Well, it's def- that is definitely going to happen. That is definitely. Um, it's happening. It's happening. It's yeah, happening. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's um, and social media wise, what, 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 what are your, what are your, where are your homes? Oh, you're well, well, Facebook. I'm not. I'm not a big social media fan myself. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a bit old for that stuff. I've only just learned. Uh, not Twitter. having that, Anthony. Uh, yeah, That's I mean, no excuse. Facebook accounts in each of the countries. 
I know. Well, it's all the young kids these days, mate, you know. But uh, no, look, I mean, yeah, so go to Movember.com. Our website there has got everything. It's, it's an incredibly interactive uh, website. And when you sign up at Movember.com, if you sign up to participate in Movember, you get your own page on our website. It's called a Most Space page because back when we started Movember in 2003, Facebook wasn't around. Everyone had MySpace. So the, the pages are called a MySpace page. That's uh, brilliant. That's is really retro. Yeah, it is. We've got. We've hey, got what, what, one of the things. Oh, that no. you, and and everyone keeps saying to me, sorry. Yeah, well, I wanted to say one of the things that that you might have forgotten that I find really important, and, and as as a user from the other end, because you're running the campaigns, so you're, you're you're like I'm more a user of the of the social yeah. media and the pages than than you are. Um, uh, what I wanted to add is. Like a lot of times, okay, you know, we get uh, washed away with all these things we need to donate money for. So sometimes it's, it's kind of hard to, to, to get in, in campaigning and get money. But, and I don't know how the, how the English or the rest of the world or the, their benefit systems work or their health, health insurance, but diagnosing cancer in the early stage saves lives, saves a lot of trouble, all the side effects from chemos, whatever, or uh, in prostate prostate cancer, uh, impotence. Uh, in, uh, I, I'm not exactly sure how you call that uh, when you have no control of your bladder and your incontinence. It's incontinence. It's the same. It's the same in Dutch then. Um, so all these things, all these things, by, by testing yourself in an early age, uh, what what helps this thing is if you see a post. If you don't want to donate, at least share it and like it, so the message gets gets across. Like a lot of times, people think, "Shit, I don't want to like this thing or share it," because if they see I share it, they you know, I feel obliged to donate, which I don't want to do right now. Um, you you know how that's touchy touchy subject, and and yeah, like they they it, it words needs to get out, and if we do all everything together, then uh, word word get out, people. People get diagnosed in early stages, and that will save society a lot of money as well. Because yeah. you're absolutely, Lawrence, you're absolutely right. Early diagnosis is key. Yeah. Prostate cancer kills. Well, in the UK, it kills around about ten thousand men a year, which is like one every hour or something. It's it's insane. In the Netherlands, it kills one man every three or three and a half hours or something. Like it's about ninety percent treatable if you catch it early. It's a bit like skin cancer. We need guys to get diagnosed early. Early diagnosis is key. Knowing your numbers, knowing your body, knowing your, your family history for, uh, for predisposition to different diseases is key. And this is what Movember is about. It's about guys taking responsibility for their own health and, and looking into these sort of things. And, and you, Lawrence, you just said that the amount early diagnosis is key. That is the key to anything. So and it's... it's you know, and it's also cost cost effective because in the campaign last year in the Netherlands we got seven hundred thousand euros. If I count back, as in what my own treatments, my treatments would have cost, it's probably two hundred fifty thousand euros. So we couldn't, with all the donations made and all the effort in the Netherlands, three guys in my position, not even three guys, could have been cured. So the so the so so the power of early diagnosis, sharing, knowing, knowledge. Uh, humble being out there you know uh well, that makes that makes the impact absolutely so, so that's, that's 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 one of our sayings is it knowledge is power 
Mustache is king. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're going to share all of the all of these locations, Lawrence. We're going to share your um, uh, your profile, but we'll obviously share all, all all of the assets that you want us to, uh, to to our audience in the show notes on the website, on our social media, all that kind of stuff. But guys, listen. Um, uh, just want to say if, uh, on behalf of us both, you know, massive thank you, a huge thank you for coming on board. Um, it's a, a a really really important subject that. Um, uh, right across the board, all of the elements that 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 November um, are covering now, uh, from the depression all the way through to to you know, we like to have a laugh on this on the on this show, but this is a subject we just couldn't ignore, and we're absolutely thrilled to have you on board. And uh, once once again, thanks for coming on. Well, thank you for for letting us ramble on. <laughs> it's good stuff. Yeah, <laughs> nice one, guys. Well, look, in, yeah, hope to see you. Uh, hope to hear from you very soon, well, Lawrence. I'll I'll see you in a couple of weeks, mate. But uh, yeah, I'll talk to you earlier. Yeah, you will indeed. All right, thanks, guys. All right. Thanks, thanks guys. guys. So there we go. Yeah, there you go. Um, what a great couple of guys. Um, Fantastic. You, you really, really can hear the passion in their voices, can't you? Absolutely. And I think it's such a worthy story as well. And like, I think it's definitely, definitely worth. If you, like they say, if you're not, you know, getting involved by growing a mustache get involved sharing on social media and engaging because, you know, small stones make big ripples in oceans. Oof. And that's, that's that. what we're you trying made, to do. I made just made that yourself. shit up. Yep, just <laughs> made that Fuck shit me. up. Gently, you're <laughs> profound. I'm so profound. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So It's true, though. And um, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, Look, we can have fun with it. That's the point, is that, you yeah. know, guys, we, we we don't like to sit there and mope about stuff, but we can have a fucking good laugh. Exactly. I'm really, I'm really looking forward. I think probably the thing I'm looking forward to most is seeing your, uh, your, attempt, your attempt at a tash. It's not the bushiest. or, or, no. or it's It's pretty flimsy, actually. That's why I have beard stubble yeah. or bubble. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's not great. Maybe maybe another year goes past, it'll get that tiny bit maybe thicker. Maybe when I'm a bit older, yeah. I'll have a real mistake. When you grow up, when you when, when you I grow up, <laughs> maybe when I hit forty. <laughs> yeah, it does. It'll go grey by then as uh, well. I'm for don't talk to me about that. Yeah, yeah. I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> so listen, um, uh, that 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 pretty much pretty much rounds up another week of um, dadness. Dadness, city dadness. Um, Speaking of which. Where can the good people find us? From Podland. From Podland. <laughs> uh, they can find us uh, um, on. Well, I mean, let's 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 most social media that is, that is relevant. Uh, so Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram are all at City Dad Net. Yeah. Um, and do do get involved with us there. Um, we're really active on Facebook. Um, and we're trying to do this Twitter thing. We just periscoped for the first time. Even. Oh, yeah. City Dad Net on there as well. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to be um, uh, at the start of every episode now. We're going to be periscoping. So say hello. Yeah. Um, and I think just leading on from today's interview, the, the, what we're trying to do is get men to open up and, you know, share a bit more about health issues. So if you've been affected by some of the issues that you've heard in the show today. Oh, man, definitely put some put some comments underneath, you the, don't under, have, underneath the podcast. Yeah, episode. you don't have to share with us, but if you feel like you need to go speak to your doctor, now's the time to go do it. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Do we'll, it. We'll, on, under the show notes, there'll be uh, uh, the comment section. Please um, give us any feedback and, and thoughts and 
Uh, and share your experiences if you've done stuff for November. Share your images, all that stuff. We'll we'll be sharing back. So, um, if you if you, if you like what you heard and and of, of this episode and the others, we'd love it if you give us a five star review, or if you think it sucks, give us a one star review. And um, you know, let's and let's, tell us why. Tell us why that would be, probably, tell us why be would, quite helpful. Why? Just why? And Please. What, what just, would you do? What why? would you do differently? Tell us what you would do differently. Um, uh, we, we'll probably listen. Probably. We may not. I don't know. But then we'll go. Who knows? That's, that's, that's how the cookie crumbles. <laughs> um, and, and that applies to everything. So, so you know, there's particular subjects or things that, that we should be uh, should, should find interesting and you and you might then let us know. Um, next week, we're going to be back just, just you and me shooting the shit. Shooting the shit We've got episode. a lot to talk about, we've mate. We've got a lot of shit to shoot. <laughs> <laughs> we've, got, I've, we've got a fuckload of stuff to talk about. Um, I mean, I'm just, 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 wow. Okay. Yeah. There's so a um, lot going on. I think for, I think uh, for this week, I think um, that was uh, that's, the City Dad. That's the City Dad and podcast. We'll see you next week. Cheers, dude. Cheers.